Hey, it's John Williams. If your home struggled to stay warm this winter, then you know it's going to be hot this summer. Maybe it's those old leaky windows and doors. Call Next Door and Window, the company we hired. Right now, you'll get buy one, get one 30% off, plus 18 months of interest-free financing. So call 1-800-NEXT-DOOR right now. That's 1-800-NEXT-DOOR or go to 1-800-NEXTDOOR.COM. Podcasts. It's like radio. But it's not on the radio. We got to stick together. None of this is because guys don't care. Our offensive linemen care. Our players care. Our quarterback cares. On third down, good protection for Trubisky, and he just missed a wide open Taylor Gabriel. WGN Radio presents Hogan Johns. The frustrations, the emotions right now after the game when you have that kind of stuff go on, it, it can it can challenge you. It really can. With all the injuries they have, and the foot is blocked by the Saints. You don't need to send me something to tell me you're going to send me something. Just send it. And from The Athletic, Adam Johns. I don't say to you, I'm going to say something to you and then say it. I just say it. That's a game that, that we we got to win at home. And, and so uh, I think the other part of that, too, goes back to the to the offense. You know, we can, you know, have more time of possession. I mean, it was totally flipped. Here they are. The problem is, we suck. The Adams. We do not suck. Hogan Johns. Okay. Well, as we sit here at Soldier Field, a dense fog has descended <laughs> down both literally and figuratively I on feel, the Bears season. Very good. Very good. We should probably take a picture, give everybody a visual of what we're seeing right now. It, uh, no need to watch the film what we just watched, but it rivals, there is a dense fog at Soldier Field right yeah, now. It, there literally is. It rivals the Fog Bowl, which uh, went a lot better for the Bears. <laughs> Then today's game did against the New Orleans Saints. Welcome in Hogan Johns, our post-game episode, and a pretty somber one at that if you're a Bears fan. Uh, I believe I said, Johnsy, as I predicted a Bears victory this week, that I'd be very surprised if we were sitting here this coming week in full panic mode. I think we are in full panic mode with this football team, and more specifically, this Bears offense, which is completely lost and has absolutely zero evidence to show that it's going to improve. You're telling me you weren't encouraged by the two late touchdowns? <laughs> no. In the uh, final, what, four minutes there? No. Not no, even no, counting. No, they don't count. They no. don't count. They don't. I think the Bears lost by 11, correct? They were blown out today. <laughs> Yeah. The more yeah. accurate way to explain They got their butts kicked, it Adam. It was a blowout. They got their butts kicked. They lost to a team that was missing its Hall of Fame quarterback, their Pro Bowl running back, and their best tight end after a bye week on their home field. They stunk. Absolutely stunk. Where do you want to start? Well, let's start here. Um, I got a whole notebook full of stuff. But let's start with Nagy's presser, which we're going to play in a little bit. But uh, no, here, no, here. All right, let's just talk about the offense for a second. We'll get to Nagy. We'll get to what Nagy had to say about everything. But everyone's going to want to point fingers, right? This week, it's going to happen. It's going to happen in our post game stories. It's going to happen right here on this podcast. What I just wanted to address is when you have a list like this in terms of the Bears' offensive problems. So they start the game trying to run the ball, can't do it. They still a problem. Cannot run the ball. So then they try to throw the ball. And the quarterback's missing wide, wide open wide receivers. So now you can't run the ball and you don't have a quarterback that can hit the wide open receivers. Well, that's, that's a problem. Not good. Then he hits the wide open receiver and Trey Burton drops the ball. Right in his hands, he drops it. So now you can't run the ball, you can't throw the ball, and you can't catch the <laughs> ball. All right? Then you get a shot where you get the right play call. And... The receiver runs the wrong route, and the quarterback throws the wrong. This doesn't even give him a chance to catch the ball. Oh, you forgot the offensive line broke down in protection. And the offensive line <laughs> broke down in protection. Okay. Then, after all this, you can't run the ball, you can't throw the ball, you can't catch the ball, you can't run the right routes, and you can't block it. You try to hand it off again to that guy, David Montgomery, that you drafted, you talked up all summer as the greatest thing you know that's ever happened here since Walter Payton. And he fumbles the ball. 
So you can't run the ball, you can't throw the ball, you can't catch the ball, you can't run the right routes, you can't call the right plays, and then you can't hold on to the football either on the running plays. How the hell are you supposed to, supposed to do anything offensively when all that happens? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we can end the pod- Actually, Should we just end the podcast yes, right there? I'm very impressed. That's very good. <laughs> very good. You had that thought out for a long time, didn't you, Ben? That's very good. That's Actually, very good. Just, I'm impressed. I didn't. I just had the list, and then it came out that way, but yeah, I'll yeah, take it. I'm impressed, everybody. I'm impressed. Well, but if only but, the but, Bears' execution yeah, was that good. My friend, you've absolutely... <laughs> Touche. You nailed it, though. Let's start with the quarterback. Everybody's going to talk about the quarterback. It's a problem, man. Yes, it's... Look, it's it's alarming. I still feel like we should prepare people for 10 more games of this. Because, well, you have no choice. Yes, benching him, I'm writing this in The Athletic tomorrow, ding, has such seismic consequences that I don't know if they, they want to go down that path. You just literally have to hope for the best at, at, that something changes within his development and his play significantly improves. That, that's what you're, you're left with. Hope. Yeah. You just have to hope and pray. And, and maybe more pray than hope at this point. Yes. Yes. Because there's yes. not a lot of hope out there. Yeah. Um, you know, I didn't see anything out there today that you could blame on the shoulder. I thought you saw the same problems we've seen. Yeah. Bad footwork. When the guy's rushed, he doesn't have his eyes downfield. Bad decisions. Step up in the pocket. He looked, he looked a little bit uneasy. Threw the ball away on fourth down. Yeah, yeah. Threw the ball away on fourth down. He, he was asked about that too. We'll play Mitch right in this podcast. Yeah. Yes, yes. He was asked that. That was his last question. He he said he couldn't remember the play. Yeah, he no. He knew he goofed. And goofed is putting it mildly. Putting it mildly. It's gonna be a long season, Adam. You know. It, Someone's inevitably going to say, "Well, what about the defense?" And fine. Actually, I don't want the I don't want to let them off the hook. Well, we shouldn't let them off the hook, but get off the field if you're a top five defense. To be fair, yeah, especially when Drew Brees isn't out there, Alvin and, Kamara's and, not out yeah. there. Teddy Bridgewater on one play in the red zone down here in the press box side had like <laughs> two minutes in the pocket to throw. That said, though, it was twelve to ten at halftime, and the only touchdown the defense allowed came off a, t- a turnover in their own zone, okay? At some point, I don't care how good you are, you are going to break if you have to be on the field. When the other team is doubling you up in place, and it seemed like tripling you up in yardage, this is before the end of the game when the Bears scored all that, du- du- you know, the garbage points. You are going to break down as a defense. So, look, it's out there. It's a fair complaint. You know, get off the field, fine. To me, this whole season, this whole thing tonight, it it goes to the Bears' offense. And some of it, and I'm going to get back to that whole list of things I just listed. I don't know how the hell you're supposed to call plays when all that's going on. But I do know that when you spend a whole bye week talking about how you have to get the running game going and you are the head coach, offensive coordinator, and play caller. You cannot come out of the next game with a franchise-low seven rushing attempts. I'm Walter Payton bobblehead day of all days. And his son was upset about that. I talk, he, goes, he goes, how do you run the ball like this on Walter Payton bobblehead? <laughs> I, did, I, did, was, I didn't know JP was upset about it. Yeah. straight from Jared yeah. Payton. Yeah. And if he has every right to be pissed about that. <sighs> Nagy has a patience problem with his run game. He really does. When Kevin Fishbane asked him if that first three-colon run felt like a gut punch, was it zero yards? You're in second and ten all of a yep. sudden. Right away. Stopped. Yep. First Run play. game not working. Here we go again. I think that changed him. I think that affects him almost too immediately, if that makes sense. And can I take issue with the Anthony Miller, what was that, a pitch? End the round, whatever you want to call it, to the short side of the field. Yep. Where David Montgomery's the lead blocker, completely runs by the guy he's supposed to block. Look, I get that these plays may look great in practice, but... <laughs> 
But see, I kind of, I kind of liked it. No, I did not like it at all. Well, just you run the ball, to, like do some traditional power runs. You said it yourself last week. Put JP Holton as a fullback. Well, and that, okay, get so, this offensive line going. So on that subject, let's go back to the first play because they they got technically they got one yard. Okay, but why is Tariq Cohen the running back? What happened to David Montgomery? What happened to this guy you drafted that you were so excited about? And you got Tariq Cohen back there to start the game. I, I do That I do not understand. And I, that I don't understand more than trying to get creative and doing something with Anthony Miller, who we all think can be good with the ball in his hands. So they try to get him the ball in his hands. And then, like, sort of to your point, you got to hold on to it, but... No one blocked. No one blocked. So, it just, it, again, it goes back to, like, the web of blame. If you put up the web of blame, it all connects to everything. <laughs> that's how bad this is. You're on point today, man. That's good. Well, that's in my story, actually. Web of blame? You can read it, web, is, Do you actually have, like, a graphic of a web? Ding. No, I did not make the graphic. I will get our WGN graphics department on it. Do it. Which I think is the athletic graphics department. Yes. But we'll okay, I'll put in the word. <laughs> a web. We need a web. <laughs> oh. All right. Should we get to Nagy and how he tries to explain all this, if he can? Here he is. He Here's- seemed flabbergasted to me, but go ahead. Yes. Well, actually, let me tee this up in that in that regard. So he gets to the podium, and this is the guy that even last week leading up to this game was talking about how no matter what, I'm going to stay positive. No matter what, I'm going to stay positive. And let me know if you can hear this as we play this. First answer, he gets up there. You could tell he's down. Second answer, I thought he tried to like switch back into Matt Nagy positivity mode. And it kind of started to come out like in ways you you just don't want to hear after a loss, a bad loss like this. And then he just sort of kept going back and forth. And I don't blame him. He shouldn't be really positive after this game. But he's trying. So here he is, Matt Nagy, after an absolutely terrible Bears loss to the Saints today. All right. Um, in, in regards to injuries, Sherrick McManus is in the c- concussion protocol. So we're dealing with that. Um, other than that, I'll take questions. And what, what do you feel like the root of the offensive struggles were? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. i got to go back and, and see it. I, I, you know, I'd love to give you more answers. I just know um, not good. Matt, can you sense the struggle of the offense taking a toll on the other side of the ball? Yeah, yeah, it, it, it does. Um, uh, when you have one side that's playing really well and another side that's trying to get things figured out, um, yeah, it, it's – and for for us as a team, um, the frustrations, the emotions right now after the game when you have that kind of stuff go on, it, it, can, it can challenge you. It really can. It can challenge you um, individually. And, you know, that's, that's something that's completely normal. But then that's, again, why we build this team the way we build it is for when situations like this come up, you know, we gotta, we got we to gotta figure out um, how do we turn this thing around. And that was uh, – and it's us. You know, we, we understand that. So uh, – but you run out of time too, you know. So every week that goes by, every week matters. So, you, you know, we just got to um, – uh, you find a way to win. Why were the Saints able to run the ball so well today? Well, you know they uh, they got a pretty good pretty good run game. Um, I know they had Kamara out, but twenty uh, eight's um, pretty good runner. Um, they have a good scheme, Coach Payton. You got to give credit. That's a pretty good team that we ended up just playing right there, even without a Hall of Fame quarterback and and a uh, special player in Kamara. Um, they still have a, a good offense, and and they're. I mean, they did. They won four games in a row um, with their backup. But for us, that's a game that that we we got to win at home, and um, and so uh, I think the other part of that too goes back to the to the offense. You know, we can you know have more time of possession. I mean, it was totally flipped. You came out of the bye, um, you know, very confident that you got some yeah. answers. Anything specific you can highlight for us about what you felt was going to, to work better than it did today? Um, yeah, I really I really thought our, our run game would be better. You know, the attempts-wise, I don't know our numbers uh, in, as far as total plays in the first half, but, um, you know, the run game early on, just not not a lot there. So then you go to, to throwing the ball a little bit, got a little bit going, um, and, and then, you know, 
the, the start of the third quarter, we had a, a, a fumble, and just you just say, you know, it's just, is it, it's just one of those one of those days. But it's for us, it's been one of those weeks, you know, and, and um, we we need to um, pull together. And I'll, I'll be able to, you know, here in a little bit, go back and watch the tape. Um, and and <laughs> but I, I don't know what was the, I don't know, rushing yards was so low. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> you have to be yeah, seventeen yards. You you have to. You got to be able to run the ball. What were the Saints doing? You talk about the first half, about 28 plays, 23 passes, five runs. What were you seeing that you know kind of dictated your calls to lead more towards them? Say that. I'm sorry. Say that again. 28 plays in the first half. For who? For you guys. Okay. Play selection: 23 passes, five runs. Yeah. What were you seeing from the Saints that made you go so pass happy with the calls, or was it just? Well, early, yeah, yeah. Early on, um, we weren't getting. Again, we were zero, one, and two on our yards running the ball. It's it go, it's really simple math. As a play caller, when it's second and nine, and second and ten, and second and eight, um, you know, it, and you're moving the ball, throwing it, you're getting first downs, throwing it. That's what the objective is: is to get first down. So I don't care if I have to throw the ball sixty times a game. If that's what's going to help us uh, win a game, or if I have to run it sixty times, I don't care. I want productive plays. It's not hard, and. Uh, uh, so that's probably why, you know, it's that's probably where where that went. And then you came out the second half, and you want to be more balanced, you're right? As bad as all that was, and everything that's going on, we came in a locker room. It's twelve to ten. As bad as that was, twelve to ten. Think about that, right? So now you come out in the third quarter. They go down, they score, and then we fumble first play. Um, that's hard. That's hard, and um, and then before you know it, now you're down nine points, and then it's, it's double digits, and and now now all of a sudden you throw, you have to throw the ball every down because time time matters. Man, second quarter, you had a third and short, and Anthony kind of got open up the seam. There, what did you see on that play? Mitch missed him up the up the right seam. Yeah, there there was. Um, they had a little twist game with their D line, and uh, uh, we we had a little bit of pressure um, in in Mitch's uh, vision. But yeah, he he went inside. Um, now, just a small detail on that play is you know usually um, at times you go outside, uh, but not 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 that he's wrong. He went inside, but there's there's other elements to the play. You see that, but again, you know those are those are plays that you look at and you, you just you know you'd like to convert on those and connect. Yeah, we talked about we talked about Mitch coming out with the layoff and him being sharp mentally. What did you think from him in that regard? Um, again, w- well, all of us were we were all at a point where um we just didn't do enough and i think i i, I want to go back and watch and see like progression wise you know I, I know there's one that 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 uh there's one there early in the game where we missed a corner route on third down um and mitch knows you know he knows that that he could connect on that we connected on it about you know a lot in practice and uh so but that's it is what it is you know um uh we we need to uh um play better early early on you know start the game three and out can't have it at any point just as things were kind of, kind of going sideways the third quarter there did you think at all maybe about putting chase in no it, no it, it never crossed my mind it's um because there's just so many parts of it you know um and mitch is a is a he's a competitor and i think for all of us it just was again um just one of those deals where you you would love you would really love it to be able to get the run game going early, 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 so that you can do more things. And we we didn't do that. And um, if you don't get the run game going early, then it may, you know, then all of a sudden you're run, run, pass, run, run, pass, and you're not getting it. And now it's you know it's the same thing. The run game has to get going. As simple as that. I w- you know, and it's it just has to get going. You can't run for 17 yards in the NFL and think you're going to win a game, you know. And um, you know, you should get 17 yards on one run play. David Montgomery, two carries today. What? Uh- yeah. You guys seeing the theme here? You know. You know, I'm with you. I'm with you. You'll be asked this a lot next yeah, week. Yeah, no, yeah. Are you still committed to Mitch going? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yep. Matt, do you think do you think he was rusty? Um, probably a little bit, but he wasn't the only one. I mean, there, it's it's all of us. Uh, again, I'll just go back to that one throw. You would say, is he rusty? Yeah, that one throw, he was rusty, but he made some other throws too. And uh, I, I I hate I hate. Um, 
it's hard because I give you an answer today and then I watch it tonight and then tomorrow I come back and, and I'll do that. If, if I feel like he, you know, he, he should have hit one or shouldn't have hit one, I'll tell you. But I, I just, it's just hard right now. We, I can't see everything. There's a bunch of whys to it. And, you know, that's, that's the hard part. Right. You, came in with an you came in this season with an offensive line that's really like Max, that's really like. Yeah. Give us some sense of why it is working and running. I would love to. <laughs> I would. I mean, I'm not. I wish. I. I. I would love to. I. I. I you're right. But. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Um, we just got to stay positive, and we gotta. We gotta stick together. I. I. I will. Our. Our offensive linemen care. Coach Harry Heastan cares. You know, none of this is because guys don't care. Our quarterback cares. Our players care. They're, you know. So one thing, as as negative Nelly as this will be, at three and three for us right now, right? I get it, and I'm the one that's going to have to answer to y'all all the time about the negativity of everything that's going on. Got it. Um, but. And and it's we get it, but we need to stay together. We're not going to let anybody around here pull us apart. I promise you that. So we will come together with answers. And um, you know, as every week goes by, we do need to know that time is of the essence. Um, but being three and three, uh, what what I'll, here's what I'll tell them. You ready? I'll just tell you. I talk I talk about horse uh, the, the horse blinders and the earmuffs. Don't listen to anything outside because right now it's not going to be good. You know, so what happens is people from outside try to pull you down, and the last thing that anybody's going to do, whether it's you guys or anybody else outside, it's you're not pulling us down. So um, we're going to be positive, and we're going to fight through it because that's what winning teams do, and that's what positive people and good people do. Would you, would you consider having anybody else call the plays? Um, I'm not going to get into all that. Uh, if I did, um, you know, I'm not going to. No one here will know. You know. Matt, any uh, new concerns about the punting? One block and one tip today. Right. Yeah. There's some. There's. Uh, there's issues. Right. And uh, so, anytime you have that, you want to. You. You gotta. You gotta fix it. You can't. You can't have those. Uh, those issues. Mitch talks about calm feet a lot. What are you doing? What calm feet? Yeah. 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 What do you see from his feet and his calmness? You know, his, his comfort, pocket presence. That. Yeah. Um, we we talked about it all week is when his eyes are downfield and he's staying calm with his eyes downfield uh he's a pretty good quarterback and that's most quarterbacks but for him uh anytime you start getting the eyes down below and that, that a lot of times that happens when you're getting the pressure that's coming at you from different angles and you're getting sacked a lot um i want to go back and see how many times if possible that he was able to push up in the pocket and not go outside you know the defensive ends. I'll be curious to see that. Matt, I know, I know it was just one play, but the first play of the game with Tariq. I mean, is that a bit of a gut punch after everything you guys? Have- <laughs> uh, yeah, it, you're right. It is. It is. Um, what was it? Second and ten. Yeah. 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 yeah that, that's a. It's a little bit of a gut punch. Yeah, it's a good way to put it. With the, with the time is of the essence message, how do you get across that type of, type of understanding your agency while not letting it sort of suffocate your daily existence? Well, I, th- I think in, in, in situations like this, you're six games in, you're three and three. Um, and so in my opinion, what happens is, is for, for me leading these guys, they, we have different techn- techniques. I do have different techniques of how to lead. And, um, but really the best leaders – are the players when they lead themselves and they figure it out um as long as i make sure that there's no finger point or you know this guy should have did or this side should have been this good or that good which i feel good about um so i'll be really curious to see what players on our team step up and start taking you know more leadership in times like this that's what i'm going to be observing uh, i'm going to i'm going to uh be checking that out and I'm, it's going to. I'll be curious to see where this goes. So uh, that's that's uh, that's where that's at. Matt, you talked about being productive on, on first down, kind of a struggle at the beginning of the game. But then you had two series, eight yards on first down, second and two, third and two, punt. Next one, eight yards on first down, second and two, third. Yeah. Punt. Short yardage situations seem to have been an issue today. Keeping your team on the field. Well, what, what do you do when you reflect on those situations? Well, the first one you're talking about, I'm trying. Was the first one the first one come coming? Uh, one of them we had my headset totally went out so we're, we're given we're given some of our no huddle calls not that that's an excuse but the other one then i think we had a uh, a throw over the middle on third and two that that uh that we didn't catch right so again you know we gotta 
when when you when you have a chance to make a play, when it's your job to make a block, when it's your job to make a throw, when it's your job to to do it, you do it, right? When it's when it's my job to call a play. Um, you do it. You call the right play, and you put them in the best situation possible. And until we start recognizing that and understanding that, um, then nothing's going to change. But something's got to change, and I'll, and I'll say this. Something will change. I don't know what it is, and you guys may not know. Maybe you will. Maybe you won't. But uh, something will change because it, it's, it's not good enough right now. Did you, see anything, did you see anything in your two weeks of preparation for this that in your mind would have ever pointed to this? No. No, I not not at all. No, because really, you know, we had such a, a just a a good solid week of practice, uh, and I'm speaking more offensively too. I mean, defense did too, special teams, but uh, just a a good vibe uh, this whole this whole week of practice. But you know, it's it's not it's not reflecting. It's not showing uh, when it matters most. It's it's not. So uh, again, I'm going to be looking for who the leaders are on our team that are going to step up and take control and uh and fix this thing uh because inevitably what happens is it starts it's it's like the you you as a leader you can say so much and do so much right you got to be able to uh to see how you know how guys are reached so um again this is a tough one. It stings. We haven't really been in this situation before being down that much uh, at a point in the game. The good part is our guys, uh, till the end, they fought. It doesn't matter. They fought, um, and we're 3-3, three and three, so we got to regroup. Uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll recognize this loss. We'll, we'll, hand, we'll, we'll sit in it tonight, and then uh, we, will, uh, we got to be better next week. You know, so. All right, so I have a couple observations. One, somewhat minor criticism. Well, I don't know if it's minor or not. But when he was going off there towards the end about how, you know, if it's your job to block, you block. If it's your job to catch the ball, you catch. Whatever he said in that whole thing. Mm-hmm. He eventually got to, and when it's my job to call a play, I call the right play and put him in the right position. I didn't sense enough thumb pointing. Even though he threw that last bit in there and throughout the whole press conference. You know, I I, I absolutely want him to point out players' failures. I think that is essential. And some coaches go way too far like John Fox did to just never say anything that could remotely be you know viewed as criticism of other players. Yeah. I think that gets too overblown to the point where it's out of touch and you sound dumb as a coach. So I appreciate that Nagy will do that without you know throwing his guys under the bus. I think he does a good job of that. But I also think that really good coaches and I'll go to a different guy I cover every week and that's Pat Fitzgerald. Anytime Pat Fitzgerald says anything negative about his offense or defense, he first says the coaches have to coach better. And it almost gets almost tone deaf because he says it as much as he does, but at least he does it. He always will point the thumb before he brings up the part where he actually does sort of point the finger a little bit, which is absolutely fair, especially in a game like this where you have guys who clearly screwed up, who didn't block, who didn't catch. We just went through that whole thing. There's just a little subtle thing I noticed in the postgame presser that I just, with all this going on, I thought he could have said, and I got to figure out a way to call better plays. Yeah. Just say that one time. Yeah. I feel like we've heard that message from him before. Maybe. That's why I, I used the word flabbergasted. I, I felt like he kept returning to the run game. Like even a question about, I think it was JD from ESPN. Did you ever consider putting Chase Daniel in to get a spark? No, never thought of it. Then he goes on a long rant about the run game. Yeah. It always returned to the run game with him. Which I think it should. Yes, yes. But... But then go, you got to run the ball. To go back to your point, <laughs> you call those plays. I think he looks at his BU play sheet and doesn't see any runs that'll work, man. Okay. That's clearly true because that's what the tape shows, too. <laughs> uh, he also said, who are the leaders that are going to merge this week to lead the team? I do think that's crucial, you know, and whatever happens this week at House Hall. 
something will change there at the end he said I don't know what it is basically said whatever it is you're not going to find out about it but something will change so let's go to a different question I think David Haw asked it would you consider having someone else call the place and his answer was I'm not going to get into that if I did you wouldn't no one in here would know no one I got it up here no one here will know Interesting answer because mm-hmm. it wasn't a no. When he was asked about Mitch Trubisky and if he was going to remain committed to Mitch, he said yes, yes, absolutely. Yes, he said absolutely twice. It's a different answer with the play calling. I'm not so sure we're at that point, but I'm also willing to listen to an argument that maybe Mark, if Mark Helfrich can commit to the run more, yeah. then maybe yeah. that's what they need. Maybe we're at the nuclear option in the... Uh, I think one of the the underrated facets of the offensive struggles is is you know we always talk about Trubisky's lack of experience coming out of college, thirteen starts. Matt Nagy might have had less at the NFL level as a play caller. He doesn't have That's Andy Reid with him either. I think he called five games before he got yes, the Bears. Yes, yes. So yes, underrated facet of the Bears' offensive struggles. And I'm not saying Matt Nagy can't develop into a an amazing play caller one day. Again, Andy Reid is exactly that. But Matt Nagy, being from that tree, is no Andy Reid right now. He's not even even close to Doug Peterson's level. Well, the reason I bring this up is because on any other NFL team where the head coach is not also the offensive play caller, our storylines, our stories, our columns, the questions, everything would be, are you going to fire your offensive coordinator? If you had a separate OC than the head coach, that would be what we're talking about right now. Yeah. But the head coach is the OC. At least he's the play caller. I still think I still am positive about Matt Nagy, the head coach. I know that's going to start to deteriorate here, especially if this season deteriorates. But let's not lose sight of the fact he's 15 and 8. Okay, this is He's off to a incredibly much better start than uh, both of the last two guys that were the head coaches here. I still think he's a, has shown a lot of positive signs as a head coach. What you just said about the play calling and how little experience he has doing that, and really, we're a season and a half into this thing now. The offense, with a couple exceptions against the Lions and Bucks last year, has never looked explosive. It's looked capable and competent sometimes last year. But even last year wasn't like a complete validation of Matt Nagy the offensive mind. And so I, you know, I don't I don't I don't know that that's necessarily a solution. I do think we're in a spot where maybe Nagy has to consider it. Yes. Helfrich is a former head coach at Oregon running concepts that are all over the NFL now. And I know he didn't have a great run at Oregon, but they were... You know, he had a pretty good run. National championship yeah, he had a pretty good run, yeah, yeah. So... He had a good run. And I don't know if this is completely true off the top of my head. He has at least as much, if not more, play-calling experience than Nagy does. Yes. Not at the NFL level, which is would be fair to point out. But yeah. Hey, but hey, hey. Desperate times call for desperate measures, man. And I know they're three and three. They were three and three last year at this point. But again, this still feels different. You're not seeing the progress. You didn't have the Buccaneers game. Right? This is supposed to be year two, level two oh two. Yeah. You're not seeing the progress offensively. They've completely regressed, which I never thought I would have seen at the beginning. I mean, look, and I'm already getting it on Twitter, and it's fully deserved. I'll raise my hand and take it. I mean, the 13-3 and three prediction, still mathematically possible, by the way. Yes, yes, yes. Hey, we'll kill it next week when they lose to the Chargers. Um, hey, they're like a six-point favorite in that game. The Chargers are bad. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. Um, but you know what's good? The NFC North. Yeah. It, the road to the playoffs right now looks very, very bleak for the yes. Bears. Yes. But what I was going to get at is that prediction was, of course, based on believing the quarterback was going to make a step and this offense was going to get to that 202 level. Yeah. And, and you know, you can knock it now in hindsight. 
there were a lot of signs that it could happen yeah. in the in the offseason, especially when you considered getting the running game going. David Montgomery was going to be what they said he was, what we said he was. He hasn't been. The offensive, the running game hasn't been. The quarterback hasn't been. And Matt Nagy hasn't been. So he, here we are with a 500 team, which makes sense. Your offense is terrible. Your defense is pretty good. Yeah. It's a 500 football team mm-hmm. in the NFL. But even this defense is starting to show some holes, man. Yeah. They lost to Teddy Bridgewater today, two weeks after getting run over in London by Josh Jacobs. Mm-hmm. They're losing in different ways. Teddy Bridgewater, I know the the Saints have a good offensive line, but he had all day back there. Yeah, he really All did. day back there. Khalil Mack's been pretty invisible for two straight games. Yeah. The defensive player of the year vibes that were going on and were totally legit a couple weeks ago. Not there now. There were stats comparable completely comparable to them in the 85 Bears. Yeah. Yeah. Not anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. All right, let's hear from the quarterback, Mitchell Trubisky, and then we will uh, close up shop here uh, with maybe some big picture thoughts. Here's the quarterback, Mitch Trubisky. Mitch, is your process in the game haven't gone through? What are your takeaways? You know, what are you feeling? What was at the root of the struggles today? Yeah, it's hard to pinpoint it. Um, just frustrating, ugly. Um, couldn't swing the momentum in our way. Um, couldn't really get going. Just sputtered out. We just got to find ways to stay on the field, especially after third down and move the chains and get going. Um, and that's just, on, as far as the offensive standpoint, that's not the way we know we can play, which makes it really frustrating. And uh, you just got to believe that we're close. I still think we're close. And I feel like a couple of those third downs and different plays early on go our way. Uh, and you, then, then hopefully the game goes a different way. But it, it's just frustrating. And you can't really pinpoint it exactly right now. But all I know how to do is go back to work uh, tomorrow, find, find out what went wrong, what we can correct on film. Um, start with myself and then go from there. Yeah, it's a good question. I'm going to go back on film and uh, and watch it. That was one of my favorite third downs all this week. Um, ripped it all, all week in practice, and it just didn't didn't translate to the game. I, I don't know why. I'm going to go back and watch it because um, that's one of my favorite throws, and I hit that every every single time this week uh, in practice. So why it didn't translate to the game is re- really frustrating for me. And uh, and I felt like that's an easy throw that I make easily, and uh, I just uh, wasn't on the same page, and uh, didn't put it in a spot to give my guy a chance. So that that, that falls on me. How challenging for you is it to have something that you really like not go the way you wanted to go? Yeah, I mean, early on in the game, your next play mentality, uh, I was seeing it well and uh, had my guy open, just just didn't hit him. So from a mechanic standpoint, you see what you can correct on film and go back and correct it, and don't let that happen again. But um, nailed it all week in practice. And, and it's a play you like. That's what get, why it gets called early on in the game on the third down that you need. And uh, that falls on me that uh, if I make that throw, we stay on the field and then we're rolling. So got to be, gotta be better. How would you describe how your shoulder felt through the course of the game? Yeah, it felt fine. wasn't, wasn't really thinking about it. Um, and I was able to go out there and do my job for the most part and just got to do my job better to help this team. Did it for you in any way, whether it's a play, call, play calling or, or, or? I don't think so. It's a deep third down shot to Anthony Miller. Um, Coach Nagy mentioned that he went inside instead of outside. Is there an adjustment you can make on that? or? Um, I think on that play, you, you would like Anthony to go outside. And uh, that, that's one of Anthony's really good routes that he runs. And he, he separates and gets open. And um, I just felt like I had to get the ball out within that time because they created pressure up front. Someone slipped through. And from what I can remember, he just went inside. So I tried to uh, throw it like a tight seam and give him a chance. But I, I was on the ground after that. So I'm going to have to go back and film and watch it and correct it. But uh, anytime you got man uh, with, with 17, you, you trust him to get open. And uh, uh, I couldn't really see if I put it in a spot that he can make a play, but um, that's part of it. You just go back and go out there and make sure everyone's doing their job. But I, tr- I trust 17 on that route, and I'm going to go back to him. I told him that um, just stay within the game. I'm coming back to you, and we'll see what happens. Mitch, how do you feel like? The, how do you feel like? How do you feel like the the running game struggles are affecting the passing game right now? Yeah, we just have no rhythm. It's it's not about pointing fingers. There, we, we we're struggling as an offense, and as as a good offense, we've seen in the past. Uh, 
with with this offense. When you have a good run game, you have a good pass game, you're just balanced. You have a balanced attack. The defense doesn't know what's coming, and you're able to just point at the play call sheet, and whatever he calls should work when you're rolling and things are going well on offense. So definitely we'd like to get the run game going. Um, it's still an emphasis to help the pass game, but uh, I wouldn't say it's one or the other. We're just out of sync, and uh, it's it comes down to execution. And uh, like I said before, you got to believe you're close. And uh, it's, it's, it's a play here or there, and all we can do is look within ourselves and, and see what we can do to get better, to make the guys around us better, um, to fix that. So I think it's an overall thing. Mitch, isn't your job harder, though, when it's tough to run the ball effectively? Yeah, sure. I mean, you, you would like the defense not to be dropping out every time, and um, you'd like to have a balanced attack on offense, and that's what we're trying to do. But my job is just whatever whatever is called to make sure I go out there and do the, do the, do my job the best of my ability. And, uh, and and I think if you do that, then it opens up the run game, and then the pass game opens up as well. So um, you just you, you just do your job the best you can, and it's never pointing fingers. I, I just continue to ask myself what I can do better, how I can make um, it easier on my other guys, how I can make it easier on the run game, how I can make it easier on my receivers and, and O-line, and I think us staying on the field will make it easier on our defense. So it, it's never one thing. We just got to go back, watch the film, make the corrections, and uh, be better this week. Mitch Nagy had talked about how you guys have had a lot of good weeks of practices that haven't really translated yet. Do you have any theories why you guys are having these weeks of practice that haven't really translated to games? I mean, just the type of guys we have, we're always going to practice our ass off and uh, put in the work and why it's not translating uh, I don't know you make the plays in practice um, and it's just it just comes down to inches within the game if those inches go your way then uh, we're making plays and we're rolling but right now they're not and we're sputtering out on offense and we have no momentum we're not really in sync um, but each week even after the frustrating performances on Sunday um, myself and all the guys and uh, we just come back to work we just working hard there's no one slouching off there's no one being lazy in practice there's no one um, being lazy lazy or, or not caring. These, these guys care, and that's why these losses hurt so bad because we put so much uh, hard work and effort and time into this during the week. So uh, that's why it's tough, but why it's not translating is, I mean, I don't have a, I don't have a theory. Just all I know is go back to work and, and make sure that you put all on that work during the week to make sure it translates on Sunday. So that's what we're going to continue to do and, and figure it out and go from there. Yeah, Mitch, um, Mitch Matt acknowledged that the struggles that the offense are having is taking a toll on your defense. What's, Definitely. Your, what's your sense for that right now? It goes both ways. I mean, run game, pass game, offense, defense, this is all it, it's a trickle down effect and everything affects everything else. So we're, we're not helping out our defense by not staying on the field. So when this offense is rolling and we're able to stay on the field, keep them off, let them rest and uh, have and play the field position game to put them in good spots, um, just, just feel like we're letting them down in a way by not doing our job. So it starts with me doing, doing my job better and, and going from there to, to help our defense out and ultimately to help our team win and, and do better on offense. How do, you temp, how do you temper frustration among the guys in your locker room and for you yourself too? Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, it's definitely frustrating and, and it's angry because you lost, but if you look at the flip side of it, I think we would have a problem if guys didn't care after we lost. I think um, it's important that we feel the frustration, we feel that we're angry because we lost, but we just got to channel it in a positive way that um, helps us for next week. So um, you just got to channel this anger and make sure it, it, it helps us get better from here. What do, you, what do you see as this offense's identity? How, how would you describe what this offense is going to do? I mean, right now we have no identity. We're just... Um, we're just we're just searching, so we we don't have any rhythm. Um, we're not the offense we were last year, and every year is different. Every game's different, so we just got to find ways, look within ourselves, um, and and we got to have guys step up. And all I know how to do is look at myself first. How can I get better this week? How can I step up and, and make my teammates better? And how can I help fix this offense? So um, it, it's never it, it's a bunch of things. So we're just gonna go back to the film, look at it, see how we can get better, and and find an identity. And go from there. They got a couple, couple shots on you off that, that double A look where they're just you know mugging, mugging up front. Mm -hmm. What does that do for you and James in terms of like getting the protection right? Like how challenging is that for you to process that? Yeah, for sure. I think uh, a, a lot of the time they show that look, and, and we had the right call on where we were able to protect it. But they still have guys dropping out, and they just dropped into the right zones to where we had our routes. And even though we had blocked up man for man, they they made plays on on defense to create pressure. So when you have 
the the pressure in your face and the guys dropping into the right zones to where it's taking away your routes. Um, the, I mean, they, they did a good job of that. Mitch, on the fourth and three that, that you ended up throwing the ball away, what was your assessment of what went haywire on that play from start to finish? Um, I'm, I'm going to have to go back and watch that one. I can't really recall that one right now. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, Mitch. Thank you, Mitch. All right, so you heard there at the end the thing we referenced earlier about how he didn't really even address that fourth down throwaway, which on a day of low points was kind of the lowest. <laughs> no, no, he he knew he yeah yeah that was, that was a gaff. Yep. <laughs> Where are you yeah. on? Um, I think we should address this real quick and maybe go into deeper conversation on Tuesday's podcast, but. Once we get some time to cool off from the game a little bit and let things settle. Get out of the fog. Get out of the fog. Per se. Uh, we'll see if the Bears can do that this week. Where are you on Trubisky right now? Extremely concerned. Extremely Like, you see, like, the, the deep ball to Allen Robinson that was thrown in the triple coverage. Like, did you watch that play? Cornelius Lucas was on the field. Yeah. J.P. Holtz is left in the block. Like, what is... It's either that or run, maybe run, but like you're down already. I, I, I'm baffled by what's going all going on offensively. I know it's a layered conversation in terms of their struggles offensively. There's a lot of reasons why they're bad offensively, a lot. But number one is the erratic, inconsistent quarterback play. I agree. I well, you have to hit these open throws. Yeah, I, I would say that's the biggest problem um, in the big picture of the whole thing going forward. I think specifically for the season, I'd still say the running game is a bigger problem. Yes. Like for this specific offense. But if we're going to talk big picture and direction of the franchise, it look, I this gets back to the expectations for the season. Like when I thought the offense was going to be better and Mitch was going to be better, I still was thinking middle of the pack. Like I'm yeah. not, I wasn't like I was thinking the Bears were going to lead the league in points or Trubisky was going to be in the MVP conversation. I just thought there would be, you know, more consistency and you know, he would at least at a minimum be serviceable, which yeah. is what we've we've talked about. We I, I me, you I would say and a lot of people have kind of had gone into this year pretty much saying, well, at least he won't be a bust. Like yeah. I feel like we've eliminated that. Yeah. I don't know, man. That's back in the conversation. Yeah, yeah. At a minimum, like that's where I'm at with Mitch Trubisky. That's the easiest way I could put it. Is we're back in that possible. Yeah. See, conversation. I, I've always tried to be fair and balanced with this. I, I've always thought it's going to take time with him, but you need more than just flashes. Like your best throws can't be the the one down the sideline to Allen Robinson where he, he can't get his second foot in. Like that's probably more on Allen Robinson. You know, it's hard to blame something actually on Allen Robinson because he's your best offensive player right now. But, like, those plays can't be discussed as your highlights. And that goes back to the Bears. Because you know the Bears are going to try to build on things like that internally. Like, enough of that. Yeah. Tell your quarterback to relax and play the game like you know he can athletically. Find things that work for him. I just, you can't miss, you can't miss like the throws to Taylor Gabriel on third down when he's wide open. It just, uh. Like, see, the Anthony Miller one's the Anthony Miller one, and look, and I get it, like, Trey Burton, like, the ball's in your hands. Catch the ball. That's a first down. And Miller ran inside instead of outside on his deep shot, but so, but there's no excuse for the Taylor Gabriel one. I mean, he's wide open. You got to make the throw. Yeah. You absolutely. Any NFL starting quarterback makes that throw, and half the backups do. Mm-hmm. So it, it's tough right now. All right, well, we'll expand on that after we watch the film, watch the game over again, hear what Nagy has to say tomorrow at Hallis Hall. Uh, but this was a this was a very bad loss for the Bears. There's really no other way to put it. I think we always try to maintain focus and um, you know look at things objectively but I think this is objectively tonight I think that's the point I mean this is a this is a three as I also said on the podcast the other day if we were in this spot where the Bears are three and three it would be much different than last year when they were three and three coming off a game in which they competed with the Patriots yeah they did not compete with the Saints today Trubisky made plays in that game yes made plays he was an exciting football player he's not exciting to this city anymore he is a different version of the lightning rod that Jay Cutler was. Yeah. And and unfortunately, we're at 
the kind of low points with these quarterbacks in their development where you really wonder if they come out of it. And I think that's kind of what we're seeing. And I would argue it actually goes back to the Packer loss in week one. I think that was such a stunning experience for him after this whole offseason of talking about getting to 202 that I, it seems like he keeps going deeper and deeper into the hole instead of coming out. And I think right now, you know, look, the playoffs aren't off the table right now. They're still 500 team. They're going to be in the conversation. The road, when you look at the NFC and the NFC North, is going to be hard. But, man, really big picture, somehow salvaging Trubisky yep. is going to be a sidecar conversation to the playoff. No, this is the main the bar. Yeah. It's, well, the, it's, it's the main bar. Like, these 10 games... I said it in other podcasts. Like, if if you're playing for your place in the NFL right now, because your list of detractors has multiplied. Oh, yeah. Quadrupled, whatever. Go out on your own terms, Mr. Trubisky. Play the game. Play the game. All right. Well, follow us on Twitter, at Adam Hogue, at Adam Johns. All our coverage will be up there. You can read it at WGNRadio.com slash Bears. The Athletic, the Athletic app, they got a ton up there. Also from Kevin Fishbane. John Greenberg was here today. Mark Lazarus, you had the whole crew. Dan Durkin. Um, so it's all up there at The Athletic. And please rate and review the podcast. We appreciate you doing that. The voicemail line is open. 312-222-5050. Assuming it's not completely full at this point. It is open for you to call in with your thoughts. Uh, reacting to the game. Even reacting to this podcast. And we'll play those later on in the week. In the meantime, we'll talk to you Tuesday in our episode exclusive to Athletic subscribers, which you get on the Athletic app. It's a great app, great place to listen. And hey, you could still subscribe at the Athletic slash Hogan Johns for forty percent off. Still for saying, still know? a great deal. The rest talking of the like way. three or four bucks a month here, everybody. Absolutely, um, it's cheaper than some beers and some bars in Chicago. And I do it. It's true. Um, about the price, I think our Goose Island special is going to be at uh, November 7th. There you go. At Kroll's. At the South Loop. Right down the street here at South Loop. And that's going to be our next live show coming November 7th. $4 Goose Island brought to you by our friends at Goose Island. All right. We're out of here. We'll be back Tuesday on The Athletic and then a full preview episode getting up to next week's game against the Chargers coming later in the week on Thursday. Talk to you in a couple days. Bears. Man, they got to figure this thing out in a hurry. See ya. You know, I'm not an office coordinator, I'm not a defense coordinator, I'm not a special teams coordinator, but I coordinate all three.